Cool. Well, Jonathan Wiseman here. This is another episode of The Grit. Today, I have Justin with me. I'm going to let him pronounce his last name because I can't pronounce it. <laughs> but he is with Clutch City Connect. He's going to tell us a little bit about his business. Before we get started, if you watch this podcast regularly, we launch them every Monday, so tune in every Monday. If you get value from this, leave a review, leave a comment, share it, help us get the exposure out there. Uh, and, and that's going to be the best accolades that we can get from you. So we appreciate that. It helps the other business owners out that come on here to share their story and anything that you can do to help us get exposure. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, without further ado, Justin, tell me your last name, Justin. Sebulveda. Sebulveda. Yeah. Good luck. Like I said, it will <laughs> yeah. never get pronounced properly. I'll let you do it. Well, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for, for joining us today. And uh, we're going to kind of dive right in. I want to learn about what Clutch City Connect is. Uh, learn about how you got started, but let's take it to the very beginning. First, tell me what is Clutch City Connect? Yeah, so uh, Clutch City Connect, it's uh, right now, and I'll say I'll explain why I say right now sure. in a second. But um, it is a Houston-themed apparel line, and uh, basically what we'll do is we use a, a portion of the proceeds to go towards um, pretty much providing the basic living necessities for the less fortunate um, in the Houston, greater Houston area. Okay, so it's a clothing line. It is. Okay, and... Part of that clothing line and part of what you do is contribute back to the community. Correct. And, and that's kind of how I found you and learned about you in the first place is I actually didn't even realize you were a clothing line. I just saw all the great things you were doing right. around town. So how did this start? Where'd you come up with the idea before we jump into the, the charity work that you do yeah. and give back and thank you for that. It's absolutely sure. amazing. Um, where did the clothing line idea originate? How did this concept come? You to know, you? it's funny because as far as the clothing line and how that even um, became what it is, like you said, you don't even really see me more as like a clothing store. And um, actually a couple of years ago, me and my friends, we had actually designed some t-shirts and um, we thought it'd be cool to just make our own shirts. We'd sell them and it'd just be like a cool thing to do. Four friends getting together. Yeah. And uh, man, we had a bunch of cool ideas and it was just something that really didn't go too far. We kind of just had different ideas and went our separate ways, but in my head, I always thought it'd be cool to kind of um, design my own shirts. And, um, you know, I, I figured I, I designed my own shirts versus going out to a, somewhere and buying a $45 shirt that I'm just like, eh, it's okay. And I guess the idea behind it is, um, you know, I, I'm from Houston. I love sure. Houston. I represent the Rockets, all that stuff. Everyone likes to represent their city. Absolutely. So I always thought it'd be cool just to make my own shirts. And um, in my head, I always told myself, like, if I ever did this and made my own company, I'd call it Clutch City Connect. You know, I grew up in that area with the Rockets winning the championship. Yeah, me too. All that stuff, man. So we're Clutch City. So it's just something that kind of um, embedded in my head. And, uh, you know, so as a company, it wasn't even supposed to be a company. I mean, uh, as of next Tuesday, it'll be um, six-month anniversary. Real cool. Congratulations. So as I started doing this, um, I I'm not sure if you want me to get into the – We'll get into all of it. Yeah. So when you first got started, the first shirt or the first concept, you said, I want to make a shirt or a clothing line out right. of this. And I've had clothing lines before, so I'm familiar with it. So I'm glad because I can get in there yeah. and ask the right questions. Right. Um, but when you first started, did you, uh, you know, what was the idea? I want to start with polos, T-shirts? It was uh, T-shirts okay. just because that was what I knew. So yeah. I figured, you know what, I'll start off with T-shirts. And so w when it started, was it an actual meant for profit business model or you're like, Hey, I just want to get some t-shirts that say clutch city on it and some cool shit for myself. Uh, no, it was meant, uh, for it was profit. meant to be a business. It was meant to be a business. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so when you first got started, you know, what was that first idea of, okay, I need to come up with X amount of dollars 
so I can dot, dot, dot. What was the dot, dot, dot? Like, how did you envision starting this business? What did you do? What were your first steps? Like, okay, in my head, I know I want to make this a clothing line. What was the first step you took? What'd you do next? Well, with that, with that idea, um, I mean, first of all, I had to find my materials. I, I mean, I really, I just kind of helped out with ideas with the, the previous, um, company. So I had no idea what I was doing, man. I mean, I started, um, I would go to different print stores and I would get catalog books. I didn't know anything about what kind of material I needed, uh, where to get it printed. Sure. I, didn't, I didn't know what uh, screen print DTG. I didn't know any of that. Stuff. Yeah. So you had to start doing R and literally start from scratch. Yeah. I, I knew nothing. And then I actually tried to ask certain people that kind of did that. And, um, of course a lot of them, they didn't want to give me what they yeah. knew and they didn't want to tell me. So I kind of had to figure out on my own. So yeah, I got on Google. Yeah, luckily these days there's Google. There's Google. You can best, learn anything on best Google. Best friend, Google that, and YouTube. That's what I tell my clients. It's like, oh, look, yeah. what I'm doing, anybody can go on Google and search it nowadays and learn Crazy. how to do it. It's just a matter of do exactly. you want to do it or do you want me to do it for you? So, yeah, um, I think with that, you know, I think I started and actually – would get on Google and I would first off try to look at all the different print stores um, around the Houston area. I would look at like the best ratings and I finally came across one that a lot of people talked about. And when you say print store, you mean silkscreen print shop? No, no, no. Uh, like, uh, like screen print shops, like uh, that they actually specialized in doing screen prints on t-shirts. Yeah. Screen, pr- oh, screen yes. print. So screen printing. There you go. No, no worries. Vocabulary is not all there either. No, 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 no. I yeah. just wanted to make sure we're talking about the same but, thing. Right. So, Cause there's print media and you know, people print flyers and, all kinds of media print. So I just wanted to make sure we're talking about yeah. the same thing. So silkscreen printing is the, and then as you were saying, there's direct to print, which is the DTG or exactly. So direct to garment is actually what it stands for. I had no idea what that even was. Well, and that's something pretty new. Cause when I was in the business 20 years ago, that wasn't available. It was either silkscreen and, and you said, you don't know the vocabulary. Honestly, they might not use the word silk anymore. That's how old I am. Yeah, I haven't so, heard that, so maybe that's why. Yeah, so that's that's exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's the gap. Right. Uh, but screen printing. And uh, all they had was silk screen printing and embroidery. Mm. Nowadays, they've got, you know, and Hector's even familiar with uh, a couple things that we're looking at doing for ourselves. Uh, but the DTG is like the new cool shit that's soft and definitely more expensive i'll tell you that yes <laughs> lord I, I got i got price, price quotes on different things i was like oh okay so how much money did you start with and what was your first order my first order um actually i think i ordered it was 100 shirts and okay. um you know being i wanted to make it a houston themed line um i thought of houston things and a big thing that I grew up on was, you know, like the rodeo, Astroworld, all that stuff. And around that time, that's actually when, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Travis Scott, yep. but there was the, um, the Astroworld kind of thing coming out. And um, I had actually had that in my head for probably a couple of years now. I had something in my notes and I thought, you know what, that would be something cool to to do something like Astroworld theme. So I went to this print shop and um, he, he kind of helped me design something. I had something in my head. And I think what I had was a little bit out there. So he saw it. He's like, all right, we're going to simplify this a little <laughs> bit because what you got, it's kind of crazy, kid. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we came down with a design um, on the back. It said, wish you were Houston instead of wish you were here. Yeah. There's a little Astroworld theme on it, Clutch City Connect. And I ordered 100 shirts. I want to say, man, if I had to guess. 10 or 12 bucks a piece. I want to say it was a, a little under $1,200. Okay. So, yeah, it's about twelve uh, $12 a piece. And keep in mind, I had no idea if these were going to sell. And whenever I, the whole reason why I even did this was because I was already doing, um, you know, my uh, charity type of work for Clutch City Connect. So I really got into it 
for the sole purpose of funding what I was doing. So I hoped it would work, but I had no idea. So I went out on a limb and I, yeah, I dished out a lot of money and I was not. So you got a hundred shirts. How old were you when this ha- when this was? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, this was six months ago, so I was actually okay. 28. So, so just recently. 28. Yeah, this is. And so <clears throat> what have you been doing work-wise or for income or to, you know, are you a student, you're living at home? What, what does that look like before starting this six months ago? Because this is fresh business for you. Very fresh. So what what have you been doing? Did you just get out of school or live? Yeah, uh, actually, I just got out of fire school. Um, I start my EMT um, actually next Thursday. So hopefully become a firefighter at the end of the year. Okay, real cool. Um, love the schedule. No nine to five. Yeah. All, yeah, something totally different. But um, actually at the time before I started um, doing all this, dude, I was actually working three jobs. I was uh, waiting tables. I was doing construction for homes that were hit by Harvey and also personal training, which I still do some of that on the side. And, um, you know, I actually had a degree in uh, process technology to be able to be a chemical operator in the chemical plants. And um, I was still trying to get a job at the moment. Um, but certain things, something traumatic kind of happened, which completely altered my direction of what I wanted to do. Do you want to get into that? Yeah, I can. Actually, that's kind of how I am who I am today. Um, It was actually December of 2017. Uh, My oldest brother, Carlos, he actually committed suicide. Wow. Yeah. So when that did happen, actually that very day, uh, you know, I was working three jobs. My whole goal was to get on with chemical plants. And it's funny because I got the degree just because I wanted to make a lot of money, which nothing wrong with making money. Sure. But, um, I think my heart was in the wrong place. So the moment that happened, um, you know, I'd be lying if I said I I didn't hit rock bottom. Like it was, it was terrible, rough time for me. I can imagine. And I remember one night sitting down and I, I, I sat down, I was just thinking about everything. And I just kind of thought like, it's so crazy how something can happen just like that and get taken from you. And just everything changes. It changes. Nothing's important. Like all the things you think are just like something you got to have or you need to do. It doesn't mean nothing. So you're working these three jobs. You're trying to get this degree so you can go make a good income uh, on payroll. Yeah. And then this happens. So that happens. And um, yeah, I I had to sit back and kind of reevaluate my life. How did that hit you? How did that make you feel? It it was, I think for the first like week, I was very, um, I was kind of in shock. I, you know, of course, with the nature of how it happened, you got all kinds of crazy regret. You know, what if I did this or what if I told him that or whatever. But at the end of the day, you can't blame it on yourself. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of had to reevaluate everything. And I sat down. I asked myself, like, what do you want to do that's going to make you happy? And something I've always enjoyed is helping others. And, um, you know, this goes a couple of years back. I mean, for probably five or six years. Uh, I would occasionally go out and feed the homeless. It was something I didn't really do um, all the time. It was sure. maybe occasional Christmas or Thanksgiving, but I like doing it. I get it. It gives you value. Do the same thing. It's awesome. So, absolutely. So I love it. Once that happened, um, you know, let's say six months passed, he passed. Um, actually I joined the volunteer fire department as like a hobby just to do something for fun, keep me occupied. And dude, I loved it. The action, everything involved in it. I loved every aspect about it. So I went to these meetings for about a month and then, um, I, that next month I decided to enroll in the fire academy. So as this is going on, I started more gradually feeding the homeless and it would go from every holiday to now I'm doing it. let's say every two weeks I'd go out and feed them. So around Thanksgiving time, how are you funding that? It was, uh, actually, so before I had started these three jobs, I actually had an internship in the chemical plants where I was making decent money and 
they let me go or they didn't let me go, but basically it ended. Yeah. And, um, I got a job. It was basically, I would pick samples for this, um, company. It was a petroleum company. So, um, with that and just waiting tables and working the three jobs, like I said, I didn't need to do it, but I did it just cause I wanted a lot of money. Yeah. So I had a good amount saved and I was still waiting tables up until, um, actually six months ago I quit the job. Okay. So I have actually been. So once you went full time with the t-shirt line, you were still working. Some yeah. I was still waiting tables at a Mexican restaurant. I was doing that full time while going to school. Um, actually I only quit that just because, um, I was getting ready to start my live fire training, um, evolutions and it was just, it was going to get too crazy. So I actually had to quit that. So I had money saved up and, um, my shirts that I actually purchased were from my tax return. So that was, that was my big, thing. I got that tax return. I was like, you know, this is meant to be, let's do it. All right, cool. Let's fast forward to where you yeah. decide to go ahead and put that tax return check into buying the yeah. 1200 bucks worth of shirts. You got a yeah. hundred clutch city shirts. Yep. Astroworld printed on the back of them. Yep. And it was actually 50 of those and uh, 50 of another kind. Okay. Yeah. And so we launched six months ago. Uh-huh. So let, let's get into the nitty gritty and yeah. find out what's gone on over the last six months and, and where we're moving forward. So you print these shirts, you get a hundred of them, you know, all, you're all tied up. You got your whole check into them. You don't know what's going to happen with it. How know. long after you received the shirts did you sell your first shirt? 24 hours. They're all sold out in 24 hours. All of them were sold out in all 24 hours. In 24 hours. I was extremely shocked i could not believe it that's crazy it, i had it's crazy because march 3rd is when i officially launched my website um on it, it wasn't even a website it was instagram instagram and facebook i had officially kind of launched what i was doing and um you know i would kind of take yeah, i'd have pictures of me going to the shelters and me you know helping out and whatever so three weeks after that i had announced that i was officially selling these t-shirts and um, proceeds would go towards funding what i'm doing and um, I was getting paid through Cash App and uh, PayPal and other stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, no website. Well, everything's all digital now. Exactly. Why not? So I I think within the first hour, I had over 30 orders. Wow. And, you know, of course, a lot of them are friends and, you know, classes. Yeah, yeah. But it They're supporting matter. you, but it's still it's support. business it is itself. business. So I'm on this crazy high. I'm like, dude, it's I got to order more. Like, let's get it. Let's go. And, um, man, I spent that whole week, you know, keep in mind, I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know about shipping or any of this stuff. So literally for a week, my girlfriend thought I was crazy. I am literally spending 12 to 16 hours a day driving. I live in Webster, so I'm driving all over Houston. I'm going to Katy. I'm just dropping off shirts. I want to be that professional person. You order your shirt, you're going to have it today. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. And yeah, man, uh, 24 hours and those shirts were sold out. That's awesome. How much did you sell them for? $20 a piece. Okay, cool. So, so 800 profit. Yeah. First look. Mm -hmm. That's good. You probably burnt all that in gas driving all over Houston. Yeah, uh, yeah. But <laughs> as we all yeah. do as business owners, we learn. Yeah, we definitely learn, man. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I think midway into that, I even uh, I told one of my buddies, I was like, dude, there's no way that I can I can keep doing this. Like, I need to have a pickup thing or some kind of something. So that's where I started charging for shipping. Yeah, and then that's when you start to learn about fulfillment. You know, <sighs> it's hard to, when you first get into business, you don't know that you need it. And then no. you find out real quick and then it eats into your profit. So then of course, like you said, you mm -hmm. got to charge for shipping, but it wasn't easy after that though. I'll say that. Well, we'll get into that story. What percentage do you give back to the community? You know, it didn't really have, a, I didn't have a percentage at the time and I still don't, you, which is, you just no, no rules. You just want to be able to do what you enjoy doing yeah. and give it back. I, right I now, 
when I started, I was actually connected with five different nonprofit organizations. So um, most of them tend to have like a list of certain necessities that they need throughout the month. So I would pretty much make it to where I would make sure I can provide for these five places. And then um, I would try to at least go out and feed the homeless three or four times a month. And so I still had money saved from my job. So I would actually use that money. And if I had to be honest, I would probably say it. I might not even profited from those first thing of shirts because I probably spent sure. it all on what I was doing. Yeah, I didn't true. really care. It was whatever. What does it feel like to be out there on the streets to give them to pass out food, to pass out clothes, to pass out necessities, the looks on their faces? I love it. I mean, you'd be so surprised how you give someone a breakfast taco and you see them almost tear up because they're getting something to eat or they don't, you know, they don't have to go without a meal. Like it, dude. The feeling's crazy. That's kind of what drives me. It makes you really appreciate the little things in life. Yeah. It makes you realize that what you have, you have so much more than what people have. And um, it's crazy because they're just like us. I mean, there's people, a lot of them are like that because they got wiped out by Harvey or, you know, different situations. But just that feeling you get from someone. I can see uh, that it's, I'm sure it's real It's indescribable, man. I mean, the amount of hugs and, you know, handshakes and just, um, just talks I've had from people just by feeding them. It's, uh, it's why I do what I do. Yeah. Very humbling. Yeah. So a week into it, you spend the first day, you sell out. Mm-hmm. Of course, all your profits are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you give them back to the community, get mm-hmm. that part. It takes you a week to pass them all out. What's round two? What's phase two? What do you do next uh, to keep the business alive? I ordered more shirts. Um, I ordered more shirts, and they did not sell as fast as I thought they would. Yeah, well, the first round. Okay, so the first round is mostly just the hype and your friends supporting exactly you. Exactly what and, it is. Okay, and then the second round. Second round, um, I sold, we'll say in the first week, I maybe sold like half of that. And, um, now I'm kind of freaking out. I'm like, all right, well, this is not going the way I wanted it to go, but you know, we'll keep, we'll keep going. We'll keep moving. So, um, they weren't really selling and yeah, it just, it got slow, man. I, I didn't, I want to say, I didn't even come out with another shirt design for maybe another month. Maybe. No, it was actually about, I think I want to say about three weeks later, I came out with another shirt design until I finally sold them, but it was really hard. Okay. So first batch went in a day or two cause mm-hmm. all the hype. And that's typically like any business. You have a grand opening, you hype it up. All your main followers, they want to support you, your family. Absolutely, especially with a great cause. Yeah. And so second round, it's not so pretty. Mm-mm. You invest probably about the same amount of money, another 100 shirts, yep. another 1200 bucks, and you sell about 40 or 50 of them in the next week. And then it takes you about three or four weeks to liquidate all of them so that you can do the next round. Keep in mind, I'm like dipping in because I, you know, I had a good amount saved. So I'm dipping into my savings. Yeah, so, for yeah, sure. I'm, I'm gradually just dipping, dipping, and grabbing more money, looking up a bank account. I'm like, mm, what well, what does that do to your mind? I mean, did you think that at, at what point, you know, were you, oh, this isn't going to work? Uh, or absolutely. maybe I made I got super discouraged. Um, I got very discouraged, and, you know, it was hard because I started in March, and at the – it might have been in April. At the end of that month was when we started a live fire training, and we're having to do this for six weeks. And these six weeks, I mean, it's – constant i mean we're going in um you know these evolutions it's 1100 degrees in there so i mean it's physically and mentally wearing you out so i'm doing this and i'm trying to study for my state test while i'm trying to run this business so so you're training for six months to be a firefighter trained for a year but the last six months was yeah. uh evolutions okay but um so yeah it took a huge toll on me and i did get discouraged and um you know i think that high that i had pushed me but once i started seeing that these shirts weren't selling um yeah i definitely um, took all the wind out of your sails yeah i'm thinking to myself like man 
Can I do this? Is this going to work? And um, I, I'll be honest, I don't, I think around once it got to like May, mid May towards June, I started really kind of thinking like, man, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And um, yeah. So we've all been there. Yeah. What was that defining moment where you made the decision to either, you know, grab your nuts and run with it? or to throw in the towel obviously you didn't throw in the towel so what when did you get hit with that moment and it was like all right fuck it i'm gonna do it well once i realized the shirts weren't selling um i kind of just told myself i'd go to the basics to where i wouldn't have to spend a lot of money and the cheapest route is feeding the homeless you know because i would cook my own food i'd cook tacos and you know make my own stuff so i was doing that and um it's funny because I actually had to go to the Dominican Republic for a wedding. It was my best friend's wedding. So we had planned it like two years in advance. So we went out there and that's what it was. I was actually, I was sitting on the beach in this other country and I, I was just really, I had told myself too, because as I'm going on this vacation, even on the plane right there, I, I was just thinking about everything. I finished fire school, you know, I got this awesome company and I'm looking at social media and how everyone, you know, I think me looking at these pictures and just seeing all the messages people say, like, dude, it's so inspiring what you're doing. It's awesome. Yeah. I was evaluating that. And I always, I kind of told myself that, dude, when you get back, you're going to buckle down. You're going to blow this company up. I don't know what you're going to do, but you're going to make it happen. And I'm sitting on the beach. I'm thinking, I'm like, look, man, this ain't going to be easy. You know, I listen to, I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk and a lot, that's my guy. A lot of people like that inspirational people. And I'm big on inspirational videos. So I'm kind of hyping myself up. I'm like, look, man, are you going to just like lay over and just fail? Are you going to do this? Like, come on, you have this opportunity to help all these people. Let's do it. I take a lot of quotes from Gary Vee. Oh, that's regularly. Dude, I listen to him almost every morning. What's one of the main things that he said that sticks with you that you've learned from him? I think the main thing is about age because, you know, I I think growing up, you're kind of like you hit 25. You're like, man, you know, I I should have this job. I should have this house or I should uh, be doing so much more. And I think watching those testimonies where there's people like, you know, getting ready to hit 30 and they're kind of asking like, hey, you know, I'm really not happy. I'm not doing what you're doing. He's like, fine, quit, do this or do that. Yeah. So I think it's just aspect of like that hustle, man. Take risks. To take risks. You got to do it. Yeah. One of my favorite things that I've learned from him is patience. Yeah. Is none of this is overnight. And, you know, everybody, not everybody, most people that are successful, it didn't come quick. Mm-mm. Not two months, six months, six years. It is something that you got to work for. You got to grind for. Process. And you keep grinding at it and you outlast your competitors or the other dude trying to build the same company. Yep. You outgrind them. You're going to win. Not a sprint. It's a marathon. Absolutely. That's another thing that I kind of. That's one of the big things that I've learned from them. And uh, a lot of the businesses that I've built, including the ones now, is I'm always doing it at a sprint pace. Yeah. And, you know, I'm always kind of, I don't have anybody else to compare what I'm doing because a lot of the stuff that we do with this podcast is kind of a, a more revolutionary type business model where there's, there's nothing to compare it to, to, to see if I'm doing good or not. Yeah. And so it's kind of getting your own head and it's just mm-hmm. like, am I there yet? And that's the hardest thing for me is I feel like I need to sprint, but I know I need to just sometimes just slow my pace and yeah. just. Well, that and, and it did the same thing for so me. Hard so to do it some of his uh, shows that I've watched about patience is what helped keep me in line and just keep me focused mm-hmm. and and quit worrying about where to rate myself at and just focus on the business and keep grinding and keep making it happen. Yeah. And it sounds like that's a lot of what you're doing. Yeah. And when you got back from your trip, so you came back, 
you enjoyed it out there. You said, when I get back, I've got to do it. I've got to get back. And you just hit the ground running when you came back. Yeah. I hit the ground running. Um, actually when I got back, I was contacted. It's, it was like a trifecta. Um, I got contacted by Voyage Houston and, um, they kind of told me that they loved what I was doing and they wanted to hear about my story. So, um, I want to say it was that very week I was kind of, um, you know, I had to fill out these interview questions, explain what I was doing and they posted it. And that was a big boost for me. Actually, whenever I posted that, um, the amount of followers and likes and shares that I got from that was something I've never experienced. So with that being said, um, I don't think I mentioned it, but I actually ordered a third round of shirts uh, somewhere on along the lines, just cause I knew I needed to have a stock because I did create a website eventually. And, um, I want to say within that week that I actually uh, posted the Voyage Houston article, um, I want to say it was like 55 shirts were ordered within wow. that week. And I wasn't even like posting about it or broadcasting like, hey, yeah. I got these shirts. It was the exposure from It Voyage. was the exposure. So, And what is, take a step back, what is Voyage? Voyage, uh, basically it's a, um, it's a magazine. Well, they're a magazine, but a lot of it is online now. A lot of it's on, you see it on Facebook, uh, people have their links on it, but they pretty much, um, kind of do what you're doing. They highlight entrepreneurs around the Houston area, all okay. the, the mom and pop businesses, small businesses. They try to highlight them and give them exposure and okay, kind of explain cool. their story and how they came about what they, is that a Houston publication? You know what? I don't believe it is. Okay. I believe that it's kind of all over, but for this one, it's, you know, obviously, Houston, yeah, yeah, for Houston. Okay, real cool. So they do a little story on you. They give you a little boost, mention you on social media, and that gives you a little influx of business. And that was what I needed. That was that, that push that like, yeah. I was already kind of had this new mind state, but that happened. I'm like, all right, well, that was the injection get, you needed. Get it. That's exactly. And then that same week. So um, this was what, probably three months ago? Recent? Uh, July. So it was last month. Okay. Last yeah. month. July. Um, so as that's going on, um, I also got contacted by a radio host from mega one one Okay. It's a Hispanic radio station. Yeah. And, um, he contacted me. It was literally that same week. And he's like, Hey man, I love what you're doing. I, I want to hear your story. And, um, I did an interview with that. And so it was literally back to did that. Did he put you on the radio? Put me on the radio. So I that got you exposure, more exposure. And, um, it was crazy. So it was literally back to back. And ever since then, I mean, I pretty much hit the ground running and, um, I've sold more shirts and it's kind of to the point where I've kind of, I've hit a point to now I, I realize that it, I, there's just so much more that I can do. So I'm trying to like step it up now. Really cool. Mm -hmm. So this is a quick journey and this is all leading up to about a week or two ago. Yeah. So I'm glad to have catch you in the infant stages of yeah. your business and building it. Definitely, I need to get my shirt and contribute to you on that. Got you, man. To give back for sure. Um, I actually just got this made. Uh, I've been looking at it. I literally just got it uh, today just because, you know, I'll go to all these places. I'm wearing T-shirts. I thought, you know what? I need something more professional. So I got me like a collar shirt. So I got embroidered and, um, you know, blue. Is, got is everybody asking for them now? You know, I haven't even. I literally picked it up. I wanted to pick it up for your podcast, and I picked it up maybe two hours ago. So oh, I haven't even shown anyone. You're probably the first person to see it. Well, that, and that's what I love about this and love about the show is, I mean, this is raw. Yeah. This is as green as you can get. This is right. as raw as you can get. You're in the development stages. Mm -hmm. You're new. You know, we have people that are brand new. You're probably the newest one in business on the show thus far. Take it. And I love it yeah. because it, it lets people see exactly what you're going through, how quick things unfold. I mean, not even three months ago, before you go on your trip, you're about to throw in the towel. Mm -hmm. Three months later, you're on radio stations, you're in publications, you're on podcasts, you're getting news coverage all over the city. It's crazy. And, and it's the shit's blowing up. Yep. 
and, and it's time to go to the next level. And now you're already trying to figure out, all right, what can I do next to continue my mm-hmm. growth? I think it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. I so, appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's pretty much, I guess we're, we're at the, we're right at that end of that journey, yeah. you know, the week of, and I can't wait to bring you back in six oh, months man. from now. To, to be a lot different. It, it a lot is. different job, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, and, and I'm glad that I just get to be a part of it in the infant stages of it and, and watch your growth. Yeah. I mean, what you're doing is amazing. Giving back, I, I've seen your videos online. I've seen you travel all around Houston, all the different homeless shelters and homeless people on the streets and tent cities and everything that you've done where you're literally, you're out there hitting the ground, you're feeding people, you're changing lives, you're making Houston a better place. And I thank you for that. And I know the people of Houston, thank you for that Absolutely, as man. well. Absolutely. Clutch city connect. Appreciate you coming on the show, Jay. And I hope that you'll come back and see us in six uh, months and give us an update. Pleasure. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Brian. Absolutely, brother. All Look right, forward man. to it. Uh, appreciate y'all tuning in today. We've got Clutch City Connect with us. Justin, he's going to be out there making Houston a better place. Appreciate y'all tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one. Take care, guys.